Hello, welcome to the Joy for Ministry podcast. My name is Joy and I am so excited you are here today. Today I get to interview my good friend, Rose Stapley. You are going to love it. Hi, Rose. Hi, Joy. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to get a chance to interview you um, on the Joy for Ministry podcast. Now, Rose, you are a regular person on this podcast. We're going to be discussing different topics, which is so exciting because getting to know you, I know that you love ministry just as much as I do. We have so many topics to discuss. It's true. We do. Like there's never ending topics, but today I'm excited because I get to interview you on this podcast. I love interviewing other women. I think it's so important to learn from each other and hear from each other, especially more seasoned women in ministry. So we're just going to take a few minutes and learn about Rose. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Rose Stapley. We currently reside in Miami, Florida. I'm originally from New Jersey. And my husband and I met in Chicago at Moody Bible Institute. And um, we've been in ministry together our whole entire married life. So it's been over 15 years together. We've both been in ministry separately before that. Um, my husband is very creative. We're both very creative. Um, he oversees, he's on staff full-time at, at our church, and he oversees um, everything that happens on a weekend. So everything from worship, production, audio, visual, um, all the recording, all the video stuff, church online, um, all the communications, all the creatives, he oversees all of that he, weekend experience, like the guest services, everything like that. So um, he basically from the parking lot to into the church uh, when you're sitting in the seats and then all the way back out is sort of what he oversees. Um, and then I love being a part of that with him. Um, I'm also a musician. I also love mentoring and discipling women. I have a degree in counseling as well as a degree in music. So um, we've sort of like gone hand in hand in the creative aspect of church ministry. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about us. That's I'm also awesome. obviously married and then we have two kids. We love our kids. So, <laughs> And they are adorable. My word. <laughs> I've learned that they love Gatorade. So anytime they love they come Gatorade. over, I'm stocking up. <laughs> You're so great. Uh, You're like the aunt who like spoils them. You know, I was like, I'm take sure this. that's something you don't have in your house. We so never like have it. Yes. But they are they hoard it. <laughs> so you said that you have been married in ministry, serving alongside your husband for 15 years. Yes. So I want to look back a little. Did you feel prepared to step into that role? I thought I was. Um, we went to Moody Bible Institute, and so it was a Bible school that's preparing you to serve Jesus. You're learning theology, and then you're also learning your, your major. Mine was music with a minor in counseling, and my husband's was communication. So all, thing, like, all things visual and creative. And so we thought, like, oh, yeah, we're totally prepared for this church ministry. And then um, you realize there's so much that they don't prepare you for, mm. um, that a school can't prepare you for real life and real ministry and real people. And so I naively thought yes and realized the answer was no. Mm, that's so true. I can so relate to that. So um, now that you've been in ministry for 15 years, 
if you could go back and tell yourself something, let's say three things, if you could go back and tell yourself three things, your young, newly married pastor's wife, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, do everything for the Lord and not for the approval or validation of people. And it seems so simple, but it gets confused very quickly. Mm. You know, I, I struggle with people pleasing. And so that is a tendency in my character. And so just always looking towards God and always believing that he is the reason we are doing this. And so when there are difficult times, you know the purpose, you know your why is because God's called you to this. You are doing this to glorify and honor him and to build his kingdom. Um, yeah, and so that's one of the things I would definitely say. The second thing is um, treat yourself like the woman of dignity, honor, and respect that God has created you to be. Mm. Other people may not always treat you that way, um, but you are. That is who you are. That is who you create. You are created as. Yes. And so be that woman. Live into that calling of dignity, whether or not others treat you like that. Because mm. sometimes as a young college graduate, you can be treated like a young college graduate for a long time. And a decade later, people are still calling you newlywed when you're like, we've been married for a decade. We're not newlyweds. And mm. I'm in my 30s. Like, um, So living into that calling of dignity, honor, and strength, grace, like, and then treating others with that same dignity. Mm, that's so good. Do you have one more? Hmm. Um, yeah, I would say let more go. Mm. Let it go. Uh, don't hold on to bitterness. Don't hold on to hurt. Let it go. Um, your identity, again, is in Jesus. And because your identity is in Jesus, it's not in the church. It's not in the ministry. It's not in the worship team. It's not in whether a service goes right or wrong. It's in the Lord. And it's his church before you got there. Mm. And it's his church when you leave and it's his church all the way. And so you are partnering with him. It is not your identity. And so just continue to find your identity in Jesus and let more things go so that it doesn't like cling on to you and that you don't falsely assume that as your identity. Yes. That's so good. That is something that I really wish I knew to do when we were first in ministry because it can be very damaging when you hold on to things um, and not, I didn't know how to let things go. I didn't, I wish that I had the tools to do that because now I'm able to see the benefit of that and I'm able to pursue it, even if it doesn't come naturally. Um, I think that's such a big deal is, is not holding on to offenses knowing like other people make mistakes, other people are going to hurt you um, and not holding on to things. I think it's a, it's a really major thing in ministry to be able yeah. to do. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, what were some of the early struggles that you faced that you and Ben faced early in your years? 
Hmm. I think the balance of boundaries for us. Mm. Um, we happened to be at a church and it was new to us. So we had just come from college and it was this whole message of like, sell your lives for Jesus. And we're all about that, but we didn't, we were never taught how to also build appropriate boundaries. Um, like how do you completely serve the Lord, but at the same time also have healthy balance of like days off and, um, you know, taking care of your kids and your family and like, so boundaries, I think yeah. for sure, you know, we would just constantly do church seven days a week. Um, and that's just not healthy mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, it's just not. And so now we know to build in boundaries and protect those boundaries because we are going to be the only ones to do that. Right. Um, so when we work at church, we work hard. And then when we are home, we, we play hard, we rest hard. Mm -hmm. And just the importance of that and the importance of that for our kids too. Like they know, like we believe that God has called us to this and that we want to serve people with our whole heart. But then when we're home as a family and like, or relaxing with friends or something, like we want to really enjoy that time. Mm. Um, so that's something we struggled with in our early years, just far, 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 far too much time right. at the church. Right. And unfortunately, no one said anything to us. So that is something I would for sure say to another pastor's wife right. is like build in boundaries. And you learned that the hard way. We did. Which, Literally, our kids slept yeah. on the church floor. Don't wow. recommend it because we couldn't afford a babysitter. So uh, we would both be doing stuff, ministry stuff. And so we, were, we bought the pack and play with us and wow. rolled out a blanket. One slept on the blanket, one was in the pack and play. And I don't recommend that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. And oftentimes we don't even recognize it until we look back. Um, but it's so good that you learn from that and you're able to instill that now and hopefully help other women figure out how to do that. Yeah. Like it's really okay to say no. There right. are seasons in your life and there's going to be seasons when you're, when you can serve again to, at different capacities, but like your children are only, only young for right. such a short time. So we've been learning that. Yeah. Right. So what is, so you've been in this 15 years. Um, and I know that your heart is to help other women, help other women in ministry, whether that's a pastor, pastor's wife, um, you know, somebody in your church. Um, what is something, what is one of the most common pieces of advice that you give to another woman in ministry? Find people to support you. Find, um, I, 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 well, I really love the, mo the model of like people building into you and then people like on your level, but then people you're pouring into. Mm. Um, so that concept of like being mentored, having relational friends, but you know, and then also mentoring others. And so a lot of times in ministry, I don't know, my experience has been a lot of women will mentor other women, but not find the mentors from for mm. themselves. And so I just really um, sort of fought for that in my own life. And I've just been blessed with some phenomenal older women who just have so much more years of experience with walking with the Lord. And um, just, and some of them are not in ministry. Some of them have been in ministry. Some of them have been in the workplace. Some of them have been, you know, 
professionals, but just their life with Christ is so vibrant. And they have mentored me through some really difficult times. And so I just recommend to other women, find other women who can mentor you and who will speak truth to you because they have spoken some hard truths in, to me at different times in my life. And I needed to hear that. I needed to hear what they were saying to me. And so I would just really recommend that. And then do the same for other women. Um, like be, have friends and they, they may be in your church. They may not be in your church. Um, I have friends in my church here, but I also happen to have, because of, you know, going to a, um, a Bible school, my friends are now all over the nation and all over the world. And so um, like I have some friends from other states, other countries that we can, I communicate with that awesome. like, again, just encourage me, challenge me, inspire me. Um, mm -hmm. But then I also love mentoring other young women. So that um, just that continual process. And then I encourage them, mentor other young women, like keep that, keep those relationships alive. They're hugely important. And if you can't find them in your own church, find them, find mm -hmm. them elsewhere and um, pray about it and reach out to people and yeah. get, get in those communities. And sometimes you have to pursue it. Um, it might not, like you said, find it and pray for it. it. Might not come naturally. It might not be some. You know, you might have to seek it out, and you might have to face a rejection or two. I know, I I went through that, thinking, oh, I I really want this friendship to work. I want this mentorship to work, and it didn't. But don't let that stop you from finding that person that can really speak into your life. Yeah. And it may be like an official mentorship. It may not be. It might just be an older woman who has a whole lot of wisdom to share right. and who will pray with you and who will, you can ask questions to. And um, like when I'm, and sometimes they happen spontaneously. Like I was volunteering on a worship team and I happened to meet this woman who served on the same Sunday that I served. We never served together again, but we exchanged text messages and from that moment on, she was just a prayer warrior in my life. She still is today. And we don't even live in the same state. And she's just so filled with the Holy Spirit. And she will text me and be like, God put you on my heart. This is what he's telling me to say to you. And I'm like, I just floored. Like he is speaking directly through you. Like that's exactly what I needed today. That's awesome. So it could just be that one time you agree to serve somewhere and it could be that woman. Yes. So yeah, um, it's, it's so true that the enemy likes to keep us isolated. Yes. And when we're isolated, um, it, it can be so hard because we can be struggling so much and finding, breaking your way out of that isolation, finding other people is huge in your growth, in your health, um, in your ministry. So I think that's awesome. Um, so what has been something that has been really rewarding about being in ministry? Um, I think there's, well, there's a lot of things that have been really rewarding about being in ministry. Um, you know, honestly, it's an interesting thing, right? Like ministry is this funny, like it's serving God, it's loving people, but it's also your husband, husband's or your own workplace, your place of employment. And so this is this interesting, like dichotomy of worlds colliding. Mm -hmm. And, um, but something that has just been incredible to me has just been the continual answered prayers and just seeing mm -hmm. the activity of God, the kingdom of God growing 
um, in very specific and beautiful ways. Um, and just seeing his answered prayers in my life and in my husband's life and in my children's life, and then in our the, the lives of the people in our community and our church communities, and just seeing like only God moments over and over and over again. It's just really phenomenal and really beautiful. Um, you know, you pray like God use us and somehow like enable, could you help us to see it too? Sometimes that's just encouraging. And then when you do, you're like, that's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We, you know, when we were first in ministry, I kept praying that God would just continue to bless our ministry together. And um, the church we were at was, you know, we loved so many people there, but it just wasn't a good fit for us. And so we kept praying and struggling, like, do we move on? Do we not move on? And then just, I just kept praying, like, but God, I I think you've called my husband, the skills you've given him. I think you've, I think you intend to use them for more. And this is not the current location that those skills are best being utilized. And so we just, I just prayed for a better fit. And then slowly just God moved us to another church that was a much better fit. And then he moved us again to a different church and just seeing like God utilize my husband's skills, seeing him utilize my skills. Um, it's just a huge answer to prayer. Like that's exciting right. to see God say like, yeah, I got you. Even if it's a decade later, you're like, right. okay, you know, yeah, to circle back and see what the Lord has done. Like you said, it's like sometimes he doesn't have to show us that. You know, we would be in ministry regardless. But when he does, it's like, it's so sweet. Yeah. So you do so much to care for other people. What are some ways that you get fed and that you care for yourself? Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts and books Um, I find like great authors (laughs) currently I'm stuck on Mark Batterson, who you recommended Uh, I "I love him. I mean, I I mean, I love his writing. Like I don't know him as a person, but (laughs) I know. And you have to, I know you're doing circle maker. You have to read in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. That's the next one that you have to, that's on my bedside table for when I'm done. So I have, um, I've finished circle maker. Now I'm doing draw the circle and then I'm doing in the pit. And then I have, um, chase the lions. So I've got those like ready to oh, go. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I also love Lisa Harper. I love all the Lisas. I call them all the Lisas. I don't know if other people do, but Lisa Turkhurst, Lisa Harper, Lisa Bevere. I love all the Lisas. So I listen to their podcasts and if I can listen to their book, like on um, like an audible or whatever, I listen to their books while I'm walking or while I'm cleaning dishes or while I'm getting things ready. Um, I listen to a tremendous amount of worship music. I Being a musician, I sit down and I'll just play the piano and I'll just sing. And sometimes my kids will play and sing with me. And so I I read, I worship, and then I exercise because it just gets a lot of stress out. Yes, that's true. Well, that is awesome. I am so excited that you have just um, taken some time to share some things that you have learned in these past 15 years. And it's so awesome that I get to see God working in you and also working through you because I know that um, your heart is to pour into other women. So why don't you just, right as we're closing, um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about your ministry that you are kind of doing, getting up and running. Do you want to touch on that real quick? 
Yeah, for sure. I love um, inspiring and equipping others. And so um, like I was able to do that through music. I was able to do that through counseling. And now I'm moving into writing and speaking. And I just like, I love being able to equip others. And if that's through um, aspects of mental health, which I have from my counseling background and just self-care, like spiritual care, mental care, emotional care, physical care. Um, but then also like, like spiritually, like growing and seeing the difficult things of life and seeing how God's working in them and then propelling on to the next phase. Like that is just something that I have a passion for and I love. So I've been writing and slowly speaking and hopefully getting a book out. We'll see how it all goes. Yay. I am so excited for that. I've seen you in action and I think you're amazing. I love how you combine the spiritual with the physical, taking care of yourself you know, um, spiritually and drawing near to God and also the physical aspects. And so um, check out at, at some point, I know that you're going to have, I mean, we can even do it on another podcast. You're going to have more information on where we can find some of your stuff. Um, and we'll be posting some on the Joy for Ministry page as well. Yep. Perfect. Yes. It'll be rosestapley.com. Rosestapley.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. And thank you for um, taking the time so that other women could hear this and just um, be fed. And I look forward to more topics that we are going to be discuss- discussing in the next few months. Thanks, Joy. Thanks for having me. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please join me next week when I get to speak with my good friend, Samantha Reed. Also, be sure to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Leave us a rating and make sure you subscribe. See you next time.